Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Good morning. Yeah! Back to more of the morning shift. With Tiffany, Mike, and Bo on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the morning shift. Rob Triple in for Tiffany all Z week. We got Squid. And we have the man responsible. His top fives always create an international incident. He went over his top five favorite barbecue sides, and apparently that just lit up the phone lines. Not necessarily Raheem Morris. 404 726 0929. We might as well dive right into it because, well, because Mike, you created an international I incident. I, I would say don't come for me, but go ahead and come for me. I mean, if that's what it is. I stand by that top five list, and uh, I don't feel bad about it. Cream corn can be left off. Not a big fried okra guy. So, it is what it is. Oh, we have a squid billion in Dallas. Good morning, sir. What you got? Morning, fellas. Morning, Elder Squid. First of all, leave it to the mafia to leave fried okra off the list. Just Mm -hmm. uncultured is all that is. (laughs) That's right. I don't feel bad. I don't feel bad. You know, I, it, when I moved to Atlanta, the other one that I got introduced to that I didn't know before was a uh, Brunswick stew. I like a good Brunswick stew sometimes. Mm. Uh, but I wanted to get y'all's opinion on uh, this idea of giving Cousins 150 for four years. He starts year one and year two, draft a new QB in year three, have Cousins start that year, but it's kind of transition year, and then have him as a backup and mentor in year four. Just what, wanted your guys' opinion on that. Uh, yeah, appreciate your oh, leadership, Elder Squid. Golly. You got it. I'm sure Kirk Cousins would love to be a backup. I'm sure he'd love to make $150 million. That's when true, he's, though. Uh, I'm sure he'd love to make whatever the remainder is in the contract when he's 40. Uh, I, I don't like that at all. I, look, if he's looking for two years, I think you'd give him three. I think you'd you'd probably front load it if you had to, but I'm I, good. I, I, the, the whole idea of him being a backup at age 40 is just I don't think that's in his. Well, I, I, I stop there with. If if you sign him to a four year deal, he's going to be here three years. Uh, that's right. that's that. So if you want to draft a guy to that point, you're hoping your your draft. See, when you do that, when you draft a quarterback in the first round, they have to start unless they are drafted twenty, twenty one, twenty two. When you're a team like Atlanta, you're not in those positions, right? You don't have that luxury, no. Yeah. So so you would hope that after year two and then going into year three of Kirk Cousins here, you're drafting the guy at 25, he can sit a year, and then you, you, you part ways with Cousins because you're under a rookie deal with this quarterback and a cheaper one at that because it's the back end of the first round. And then so, so you have Kirk for three years, year four he's gone, and then that second year of that quarterback he's starting and you're hoping that you're, you're built, you've got a team that's built. All right, let's go out to Jim and Conyers. Jim, good morning. What you got? Well, you top five, you got to have real Brunswick soup. Not this stuff they call 
soup with lima beans and all this like you eat soup. And then we'll have to have coleslaw and potato salad. Yep. yep. Then your barbecue beans and then corn on the cob. All right. Corn on the cob's one I That's did not think the real of. Sal. And then the Falcons and the Hawks need to learn how to balance their payroll better and not be cheap at the same time. <laughs> you only live so much on a budget. All right, yeah. Jim. Well, they, they weren't real cheap in free agency last year from uh, what I remember. Uh, right? Well, it's a different situation, too. I mean, yeah. the, the Falcons, are, they have that hard salary cap that the NBA is just a luxury tax. So yeah. it's uh, it's not quite as uh, as much of a free-for-all, I think, as far as the Falcons go. But there's something to that. I think, the, listen, you talk about the Hawks needing to, <laughs> to get their budget right. It's uh, it's go time for me. If we're not going to enter, enter the luxury tax now or in the next year, then when are we ever going to do it? Well, sell the freaking team. Yeah, it's just it. it sell it the freaking team. You've you've already made money, Mister Wrestler. If you don't want to, and and I'm I'm sorry. What what drives me crazy about that when he t- when they unveiled the uh, renovations at a at a State Farm Arena, sat down with Tony Wrestler, had him on the radio. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll put as many commas in that check as I have to. Well, apparently not. All right, let's go to Brandon. Brandon's driving. Brandon, where are you driving to? Where are you, where are you uh, running from? Where are you going? Work, unfortunately. Running from people I can't speak of on the radio, though, you know, I might get caught. But anyway, oh, uh, everybody seems to pledge allegiance. I'm not going to pledge any allegiance to a nation. And if I did, it'd probably be Tribble's Tribe, less or known. But, you know, you know, I rock with it. But anyway, uh, Mike, I I like you, man, but the list is kind of backwards. You you got coleslaw on there, you got collard greens, but nowhere on there do you have a nice piece of corn on the cob that's thrown on the grill with some butter and salt. Man, there's mm. nothing like that at a barbecue. That does sound good. See, that that's a good, good that's a good call. Had Dylan chimed in with corn on the cob, well, yeah. he has to use a cob for other purposes. He would have been okay. When Dylan says <laughs> he wants a corn casserole at a barbecue spot. I want you to never speak again. No, no, you can't. No, don't chime in. My you said like, do what I want, is, Bo. Is corn not the vehicle at that point, though? Is it not just a French fry and it matters what you dip it in? If you don't want just the corn, if it's got to be in a casserole or a cream or on the cob, then what are we really talking about? Well, you don't eat, you don't eat any. It's just a vehicle. Well, corn on the cob is the way it's grown, and you just don't pull it off the cob. All right. And I mean, you, so it doesn't you, taste as good if can, it's just a pallet of You corn? can grill it that way, and you get a different flavor to it. That's what the gentleman was speaking of. It sounds good, though. I mean, I, 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 I'll be honest, didn't really consider corn on the cob. I wouldn't have probably put it, put it in the top five, but it could have easily been an honorable mention. Well, we miss so. Brunswick. So I love Brunswick. So good Brunswick. It was on the menu last night. I just, it's not my thing, but it was on the menu last night at the place I Some went. Some people so. will eat Brunswick stew. It's almost like a, a meal. Like it's, it's like. Oh, I would. It's like you get, you get two, you get, you know, two meats and a, a two, two meats and two sides or whatever. Yeah. And and it's like you know some people will do it like That's what that. I had last night, I had yeah. the two meat and two side. That's exactly what I had. All right, let's go up to Cobb County and Evan. Evan, good morning. What you got? Good morning, fellas. How y'all doing? What's up, buddy? Hey, man. Uh, I can't can't uh, pick anything apart about your top five. I think it was all solid choices, uh, and I definitely agree. Fried okra is a definitely must too. So honorable mention there. Yep. I'm with Dylon. Cream corn all day. <sighs> I know someone already uh, mentioned Brunswick stew. That was going to be my other one. Um, but if you ever go to Fox Brothers, you should get the Foxaroni, which is where they take their macaroni and cheese and then put the Brunswick stew on top of it. Ooh. And that stuff is just killer. Ooh. Boy. Fox is solid, man. Well, I got to admit. And I've been to Fox Brothers before, but I think I had it as takeout. So I don't know that I actually, I don't know that I actually, you know, had a, a chance to indulge in that menu item right there. But that sounds, 
over the top. I need to go see my guys at Fox Sports. They're, uh, I know they listen and they tweet. They tweet. They, I interact with them on Twitter a lot. They literally sent us a picture of uh, which is Frito Pie, which is a, they had. A, they just sent me a bag of Fritos with chili in it and cheese on top, which is Frito Pie. And now, now I just, I just, I just want it so badly. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> Yeah, I went to uh, I went to Chomp and Stop, which is one of those chili cook-offs in, in Grant Park, yeah. and the, the Fox guys were there. And they go, "Did you try ours? Did you like it?" They, mm. they yeah, it's it great. Everything mm. they do is is wonderful over there. That sounded really good. Let's go to Harmon down in South Fulton. Hello, Harmon. Yes, I, this is actually a wake-up call <clears throat> for the Hawks and and uh, our fans. Um, I think the difference between the twenty twenty one playoff team and what we got now is the bench. Uh, I like our starters, all five of them, and some of our bench players, but most of them are not contributors. Back in 2021, we had Tony Snell, uh, Kevin Herter, Pam Reddish, Gallinari, Lou Williams, Chris Dunn, Solomon Hill, uh, Nathan Knight. Mm. Now, we don't have that list of players now or anything close to that. So I think what we should do, uh, before the deadline is get us some strong defensive bench players and uh, some more shooters off that bench, preferably veterans. Uh, former starters would be beneficial. And if we can get lucky, we need a long, athletic, seven-foot center. We don't have any seven-footers on our, on our roster. I think with those changes, I think we'll be in great shape. I, first of all, good call, because I think he's right. I think the depth is not where it probably was a couple of years ago. You, you mean Wesley Matthews? Okay, you got good uh, minutes out of Bruno Fernando last night. I like it. I don't know that you're going to get that every single time. There are some two-way – because I think the depth has been tested this year in a way that it hasn't been yeah, but, in the past few years, right? You've had the, the injury to Jalen. You had the injury to DeAndre. They, they, you know, they like bogey in that bench role, but I don't – yeah, Bogey's a good shooter off the bench. He just overhauled the entire roster. You going to do that at trade deadline? <laughs> I, I mean, say, you, you, uh, I don't I, know I, how I, you're going to do that without get on the luxury. Man, maybe I, call back in July. And we'll yeah. talk about that. I just look, man. You had, you had nine guys play last night. It, there is there is a couple of head scratching decisions at times. I mean, Sadiq hasn't been as good this year as I think he was last year. Although I think he's playing better, but he went on that cold streak shooting that was just brutal. So uh, there. There's something to be said about it. We're not as strong from top to bottom, but we've also, yeah, like I just said, we've dealt with injuries, and now you're dealing with that same injury to Clint Capella. He talks about going to get a seven-foot center. I think Clint's pretty freaking good. I think you ask anybody in the NBA, he's pretty good, and uh, so is double O. So I think that's a good combination for right now, and they probably need to be on the floor with each other uh, when possible more than it has been in the past. All right, let's go to Daryl and McDonough quickly before we go to break. Hello, Daryl. What you got? Good morning, guys. Godfather, Big Mike. What's up, buddy? How you doing, Listen, I came up with an idea, and it's my idea. Keep everything you got with the Hawks. Do a one-for-one one trade, if it's possible. Move Trey and give me Justin Holiday. What kind of idea would you think that would be, Godfather? Uh, Y'all have a good one. Go ahead, Godfather. You like that? No, I'd, I'd prefer to keep. I want to thank Squid Billy Ten, <laughs> but uh, I don't know, man. I Trey do, ain't going nowhere. I do appreciate Daryl's thoughts. Look, I, no, I would prefer to keep Trey. We, 
we got to figure out what the problem is. What the what the what the they've played great the last four games. Dejounte has looked the best. Honestly, this might have been this might be the best he's looked since he came uh, in in two seasons. So he's just so good. In but the fourth quarter but right we're now. gonna have. I mean, I think. Look, the elephant in his room is is you have to have three, and maybe Jalen Johnson can be that guy. But wouldn't you like to go sign a guy this offseason that you know is that guy? And then will you have a night where, like last night, DeAndre Hunter drops 27, but when he doesn't have that night. Which is all too frequent. Which is most of the time. Yeah, you have a guy that can step up, right? That's what that's what we need. Trey doesn't So Trey doesn't have to score 30. He had to average 30 and 13. For you to win four straight. All right, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain, real estate markspain.com. Get the pack and they'll get that home sold for you. Gonna come back. Raheem Morris, a lot of questions. His stint in Tampa Bay, eh, a little lackluster. And the elephant in the room, of course, quarterback. Where are the Falcons gonna go with that? We'll get into that next and touch on some college football. It's morning shift, sports radio, nine to nine again. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Mornings on the game means more of the morning shift. Nice. <laughs> on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. <laughs> It's time to talk college football on the morning shift. Brought to you by Window Nation. Fight the February frigid season with 50% off your new windows from Window Nation. Plus, make no payments for two years. Visit windownation.com. Sports Radio 92.9, the game. Welcome back to the morning shift. Triple in for Tiffany. We got Mike and uh, Squid. Who would have thought that Boston College could have this ripple effect on college football as a whole? Nondescript. Boston College. And of course, their head coach, former head coach Jeff Halfley, bolted for the NFL. And now they're interviewing candidates. Well, enter Bill O'Brien, who's less than a month into his tenure as Ryan Day's offensive coordinator at Ohio State. What happens there? Bill, now they Boston College say we kind of want a guy with uh, head coaching experience, Bill O'Brien, with extensive 
head coaching experience, gentlemen. You got to remember, of course, he spent time at Georgia Tech. I think George O'Leary's staff, I'm not mistaken, or was yeah, it I'm pretty, No, I'm it's, pretty sure it was George O'Leary's. It was O'Leary's. Yeah, I think so. Then, of course, he resurrected Penn State's uh, program after the Jerry Sandusky dust-up. Of course, his time with the Houston Texans as well. So, wow. Do you leave a job less than a month into it? I, I got to be completely honest with you all. I don't see Bill O'Brien working at Boston College in this day and age, in this climate in college football, the way he did at Penn State. When you when you can think about how rough and tumble he was around the Texans guys, you could do it at Penn State 10, 15 years ago. It was, it was a completely different landscape in college football. Now you have to recruit your guys every week. Now yep. you have to keep these relationships. Now you don't want guys leaving. Is he not on warm you. and fuzzy enough? To... I don't think he's going to be warm and fuzzy enough but... for today's college football climate, dude. I just don't Might see be. that happening. But at, at Boston College, you just want to go seven and five every year and make a bowl game, right? So, and, and I'm going to say this about Bill O'Brien: he knows how to coach football. He is a he good coach. If he he can make he can. Now I don't know if he makes great talent greater, but I know he makes average talent. Average talent better, and I've seen that over his career. Yeah, so that tough teams. That being said, if Bill O'Brien's up there, wants to go seven and five for the next ten years and right off into the sunset, because he'll be the guy. You know, when when you because the Boston College is one of those places where you have a guy that pops off for a year and then he's getting right. two million to play at Ohio State or Georgia or name the yeah, Power Five. That's true. And Bill's the kind of guy. Okay, well, kind of like Terry Fino said, appreciate your contribution. And keep it moving. I'll just say this. There's an underlying story here that I don't know if you guys have followed, but for anybody that followed the transfer portal in Alabama, Julian Sayan was the five-star signee to Alabama, you know, two months ago. He was recruited from Bill O'Brien, you know, a couple years ago when Bill O'Brien was at Alabama. Well, Bill O'Brien gets the job at Ohio State. Nick Saban retires. Julian Sayan goes into the portal. He goes to Ohio State. Yet another ripple effect. And now it's like, well, maybe that wasn't a good move. Uh, and so it's just a lot of people I know keeping their eye on that. I, Bill O'Brien just, holding college football in the palm of his hand yeah, right just, now. It's, he holds the key to it all. So what he? would Ryan Day do next? There's talk that uh, he'd go after Tommy Reese. Tommy Reese just took the gig with uh, Cleveland on their staff. I just can't imagine anybody leaving the NFL right now to go to college football the way things are. I just I think that's the reason that Reese didn't look for other jobs in college football. I think he was just ready to get to a point where he is not working every single day to try to keep the players that they he's got to figure development, that out. Development in college football doesn't seem to exist right now. Yeah. It doesn't. It doesn't seem to exist. And speaking of ripple effects as far as development and the way uh, how turbulent college football is, that's going to affect development of players when they get to playing on Sundays. Good point. You see what Coach in Ohio State did to Ryan Day, too. I mean, he's got to dye his hair jet black these days. I <laughs> mean, it's it such a bad look. Just for men. Looks yeah. like a pirate. It looks yeah. like Blackbeard. He's got that thing... Uh, <laughs> Reminds me of the old NWO days, you know, where they used to uh, that, you know, the, the, the macho man would paint his beard. So did Hulk Hogan when he turned heel, yeah, right? Yeah, he did. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right, Raheem Morris, of course, introduced as the new head coach of the Atlanta Falcons. You heard it right here on Sports Radio 929 The Game because, uh, well, we are the flagship station of the Atlanta Falcons. And, of course, well, a lot of people have reservations about about, you know, his uh, losing record. At Tampa, lost uh, their last 10 games in a row. His final season there, lost his final five here. That wasn't his staff, though, when he was the interim in Atlanta. All right. Raheem, how have you developed since uh, – what did you learn since uh, your days in Tampa Bay as a head coach? The overall maturity of the profession 
is really what you got to lean on, the, the, the overall growth. Since Tampa, I've dedicated really my professional development to helping whoever I work for at the time. Right, I was fortunate enough to go to Washington and really work with Mike Shanahan and be around it and see a guy that's won Super Bowls as a head coach. Um, be with him and just really develop and him allowing me to be behind the curtain, so to speak, moving forward to here with Dan Quinn and going through the process of what we were able to do and doing a lot of winning football games and being able to be a major part of helping and contributing to those factors. Having the ability to go out to LA, get the job finished, being behind the curtains there as well and being with that crew, Mike, it's been one of the things that you just can't ever forget about, one of the things that you can never look over and glaze over is uh, the accomplishments that you have in your career. But now coming back and being a part of the collaboration that I, the shared vision, the all the things you want to do with Terry and what he's starting to build and so exciting to come back and going through this process and really going through it in a detailed fashion, I think it's the things that will help us move forward. Uh, one of the interesting parts of his answer yesterday, he, you know, he answered that question a couple of different times. It was asked a couple of different ways and his first response and Squid, I don't know if you remember, but his first response, he was sitting there and he goes, well, I had all the answers when I was that age. When I got that job, I had right. all Couldn't tell me the answers. Couldn't mm-hmm. tell me anything. And I think that speaks to most people when you're, what was he, 32, I think, when he was announced? I think when he took over, he was 32. I think he was 34 when he, so it speaks when he got to, It speaks to your maturity level. That I, think, I think a lot of people when they're late 20s, early 30s, it's like I got the world figured out. And then you realize quite quite frankly, that you're, you're never going to have it figured out. It's just it's an ever-evolving situation in your life. And I think that's kind of what he alluded to. And now he's just much more mature, much smarter. He, he We talked about it earlier. He loves the situation between Sean McVay and Les Snead. And I think that's one of the things that will be different from his time in Tampa. But he is picking his own staff. Well, the fact he had the self-awareness to articulate that notion, well, you couldn't tell me nothing back then. I, I was yeah. I was slightly – I had I'd suffered from uh, some hubris a little bit. And I, I think that's uh, – that's refreshing to kind of hear. So maybe uh, he can put that into action as well. Yeah, yeah, and I think he saw, too, what happened to him, and he was also able to see what happened to, to DQ at the end here, where Q said in his press conference yesterday that uh, he, he tried to do too much, and he, he kind of got – it was almost in a situation where he, was, he lost the grip on some things. And that was one of the things that I heard. From inside the building about the difference when in 2020 when they go four and seven under Raheem uh, and they started out what Owen Owen five it was that that Raheem got it back to football you know guys weren't staying in the building from 6 a.m. to 9 p.m. and I'm talking about players too like they, they got these guys on schedules and they were able to make it about football again and that, that's really important that he understands that. And then he went out there and saw how to do it for a Super Bowl winning team again. But there is nothing I enjoy more than doing hard <laughs> with good people. That is the most Dan Quinn thing ever. I love DQ, but that is such a Dan Quinn. I mean, I felt like he was sitting where you're at, Rob, when I heard that this morning. I thought he was sitting right next to me. Like, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. Such a good drop, though. I, I, it is interesting, too. And I think Raheem, when he was talking about Sean McVay and how close the relationship is, he talked about – watching Sean McVay, and I can't remember the exact words, and maybe one of y'all can help me with it. Talk about the the kind of flow of his day, like his the flow of his schedule, moving between this meeting or this practice period or whatever it may what, be. What, talking about the way McVay conducted yeah, that? Yeah, uh, talking about the way he kind of flowed throughout the day, and I thought that was I thought that was interesting as well. It was like, uh, you know, I, I like the way he kind of structured things. And I think, it, I think that's kind of alluding to the same thing that Squid brought up about, you know, maybe some of the things at the end of Dan Quinn's tenure – 
not flowing and Raheem kind of at the end being able to put his fingerprint on that and kind of getting guys back to that, hey, we got to really focus on uh, keep the main thing the main thing, Rob. Uh, I know you like that saying. Well, the main thing is quarterback, isn't it? Yeah. All right, let's hear from Raheem Morris on uh, the quarterback situation. There's, there's never one reason why you win a championship. Um, there's always a bunch of different reasons, right? And the quarterback is always the, the elephant that sits in the back of the room that everybody can talk about because usually those are the people that get too much blame sometimes or too much credit at times. You know, whether you're talking about the head coach, the quarterback, or whatever the case may be. But it's the pieces around it, right? And when you're talking about Terry Fontenot being your general manager, starts there, right? The collaboration, the shared vision, some of the things that we've been to do in the last 10 days really excites me. Then you talk about the pieces of the team that's been put in place by everybody here just in general, right? And you talk about the relentless ability to improve every single day. And you're talking about every position that we have on the football team. You're talking about role clarity for everybody that we have and how they're going to do and how they're going to go about their business. You know, do you see the photos uh, that the Falcons uh, took yesterday of uh, Fontenot and uh, Reem? I mean, that bromance is – was he rubbing Terry's leg tenderly under, under the uh, um, table yesterday? It was hard to see. Yeah. Uh, obviously, I don't think so. I, 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 would, I would not go that direction with it. You know what's funny about that is um, – Hard pivot. Hard pivot. Brock Purdy's about to win – or has a chance to win a Super Bowl on Sunday. And there are a lot of naysayers out there that are not going to give him credit for winning the Super Bowl. But if, if the 49ers win on Sunday and Brock Purdy plays well – you can say he didn't win that for you. The nine other, or the ten other guys, according oh, yeah. to Cam Newton, that are no, better than him won it. But you know what he didn't do? He didn't lose it for you. And the reason yeah. you weren't in the playoffs this year is because your quarterbacks lost games for you. Elite processors. Elite processors. Well, what do uh, Warren Sapp say about uh, Cam Newton? He really kind of took him to the woodshed. Well, you had that one great year. That means you're lucky you didn't duplicate I'll be it honest, after I, that. I try not to take anything Warren I know. Says. It's kind of funny, though, man. I mean, Cam's <laughs> catching a lot of heat for that, but that's probably what Cam wants, though. Two I peas in a pod, aren't I, they? I, I don't think you're here. I think we said this. Uh, it was Actually, neither one of you were here. It was just me and Tiff last week. And when Cam came out with this thing, I said that Cam Newton is clearly auditioning for the, be the next Shannon Sharp and be on one be, be sitting across from uh, – that uh, the the skipper guy and they're going to go back and forth with each oh, other. Oh yeah, he's, he's just being a provocateur because he's got those strong opinions. He doesn't mm-hmm. back down. And and yeah. when you when he talks, clearly people listen because mm-hmm. here we are talking about it. All right, coming up next in the uh, life of Squid, I'm going to do a Dylan Matthews double tease. Uh, an NBA great the past what 15, 10 to twelve years is coming to grips with his reality and could a. Uh, the top three quarterback fall to the Falcons at eight without them even moving. All next in Life of Squid on the sport on the morning shift on Sports Radio 929 the game and the Odyssey app. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Don't touch that dial. This is The Morning Shift. All of them are really, really hot. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. It's time for a look back. Into the mind 
of Squid Billy. Hey, he might even talk sports. This is the life of Squid on the morning shift. Brought to you by Baron Burton's Breakfast Sauce. So good you'll want breakfast all day. Go to thebreakfastsauce.com or find a retailer near you. That's right. You know, Tribble. Can I call you Tribble? I just did. A lot of people do. They call me a lot of things, actually. I was driving in this morning in that express lane in the uh, W Sauce Omaha Steaks AT&T Z71. And I was thinking about a quote I heard from Clay Thompson on SportsCenter before I left. And uh, it kind of made me sad a little bit because I, I, I've, I think Clay Thompson is – I think he, I like Clay Thompson. I love he Clay Thompson. goes about his business. He doesn't get not, – he's not – some Draymond Green, he's not always yapping. He talks trash when it's necessary, like we all should. I'm a big fan of that. But he just does his thing, and he and he's and he's real. And a reporter caught up with him after the game, and, you know, if you, we talked about it yesterday. His role is diminishing. Yeah. And it's because he just hasn't played well. And the guy said, uh, hey, you know, how do you feel? He says, look, I feel great physically. Mentally, probably a little different story. He goes, but such is life, you know? Yeah. You kidding me? To go from one of the best players – it's hard for anybody. I'll be honest with you. So he was asked if he feels okay physically because of, you know, why he's not closing out games like he used to. And that's what he said. And to me, that was an basically admission of he is coming to grips with maybe a new role in the NBA, especially with the Warriors. And maybe this is um, essentially – a way for him to stay in. He didn't sound like a guy that wanted to retire. He sounded like a guy that was accepting of a role to maybe keep him in because he loves to play the game for a few more years. That could be way wrong, but that's kind of what I heard. I don't know that it sounded accepting, but it sounded like I don't want to be a disgruntled player in an organization that is clearly, uh, where players have clearly demonstrated that they're better than me right now, and he wants to be excited for the younger guys. I don't know that it's accepting him. I think in the back of his mind, he's probably sitting there going, "Yeah, I can go help some other franchise." Uh, but at the same time, when you are when you are not arrogant, and I don't believe he is, sometimes you can remove yourself from the situation when you have a probably what is going to be a Hall of Fame head coach now in Steve Kerr. You have to kind of side with his opinion on some things. The guy has the the you know the background the track record of knowing what he's talking about with his team. And if Steve Kerr is telling you these younger guys are better than you right now, I need you in a bench role, I think you have to kind of come to terms with that. Right? And I think that's what he's trying to do. Well, he is 33. And I I, I mean, clearly a great – how many titles? Three? They've won three, right? No, uh, is it three or four? I think it's won three. I think they got four. They won four. Yeah, they, they won, won four. four. Yeah. Elite won- score, elite, elite defender as well. I mean, he's got to be very gratified. Maybe just res- – He's kind of resigned to the notion, well, age is unbeaten. He's 33, Steph's 35. It's also a lot easier when you have about 200 mil in the bank. Yeah. yeah you know what I mean? He's got his. He's got listen. his dog that he loves, yeah, too. It's, he's, he's good. You know, it's, it's not like he's scratching a claw and thinking he got, uh, you know, screwed out of a second contract. He's, he's fine. He's all right. All right. Speaking of guys that are kind of, you know, get, finding some more information out about themselves, you know, Drake May is a guy that's always been, it's always been Caleb Williams and Drake May. Caleb Williams and Drake May, and then Jaden Daniels into the fray, uh, a couple other guys. Well, Lance Zerline went on the Move the Sticks podcast with Daniel Jeremiah from NFL Network, and he talked about Drake May falling in the draft. I can tell you, I talked to an NFL guy today who thinks 
that May could be the guy who falls mm-hmm. in this draft. He compared him to Levis and could be. Now, I don't think that's going to happen, but this is a guy who, you know, who I think is a pretty good evaluator. Hmm. So from a known guy that 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 it's a it's a good NFL personnel guy thinks he's going to fall. Now Levis would be epic fall for Drake May. That would be two to out of the what, first round. Yeah. But if Drake May fell to eight, let's just say you sat there. Now here's, no, here's the problem. <laughs> no, why no? I don't want to draft a quarterback. I want to give me Russell, give me Justin, even Kirk. Cousins. What if? But what if you didn't get one of those guys, and you know you got to get a quarterback in this draft? The problem and he's is falling. The problem is you don't know that he'll fall to eight. And well, you, you have to kind of make the decision on the free agent guys before you get to that point. I agree, but you didn't get one of those guys because you knew you were going to go in that draft and do whatever. And Caleb Williams goes chalk, and then Jaden Daniels. You talked to – so, look, one of the things we got to talk about, and, and we will, but these teams normally have an idea of what other teams are going to do. We've seen it – this is why trades happen in the first round and the second round. It's why we traded up for uh, Bergeron last year. We, remember, we traded up in the thing, second Great round. Great trade. Yeah. Uh, we traded out for um, Arnold Ebiketti. About to have another Jeff Okadu yeah, moment, Bo. Yeah. <laughs> English is a second and language. And it's a guy that, I, that I've said his name for years. But those are why – that's why you do things. That's why guys will – that's why teams will jump them in, in, in like from like 10 to 7 because you think you're, you know that that eighth team is going to grab him. Number eight is going to grab him. Would you, would you go up to fifth for a Drake May? This guy is 6'4", 230. He's a little bit, I think he's a little bit slighter build than Josh Allen. Josh Allen. But if this draft was happening last year at this time, this guy would be easily the number two guy off the board. Everyone would be in love with him. It's, it's not fair. And, and honestly, I assumed he was going to go number two, so I haven't spent much time scouting him. So it's not fair for me to say this. But I am jaded by... Sam Howell, Mitch Trubisky, maybe throw Daniel Jones into that because he's out of Duke, which they're rivals. I am jaded by the the recent track record of of some of the quarterbacks coming out that look like they're going to be world beaters. So any quarterback out of Tobacco Road you don't like? Uh, Well, listen, (laughs) there just seems to be a subset of quarterbacks that are smart because a lot of those schools are, are very good universities, as Rob knows, and they have good arms. And it's like, oh, well. Well, May's got the athleticism. He's an athletic guy. In fact, I, I think I think a Josh Allen. You, you Daniel said, Jones is an athletic guy. Would you want him here? Here's a. It's hard for me. Daniel Jones also had Joe Judge as his head coach. Yes, he did. Which is not. And we saw. We've seen what Joe Judge around young quarterbacks can do. He single him and I won't say single handedly, but that three headed tr- monster of Bill Belichick. Matt Patricia and Joe Judge ruined Mac Jones' possible, possibly his career. Oh, he's psychological jello now. Mitchell Trubisky went to the playoffs in Chicago. We forget. I didn't forget. And would you want him here? Trubisky or or May? Trubisky. Drake May, maybe. Trubisky, no. I mean, we, we've seen that. I mean, let's just be honest. And I didn't need the quarterback. Then I had Matt Ryan. I can tell you this. Based on what I've seen at Ohio State quarterback, C.J. Stroud should be bad according to that, but he's not. Well, I was going to say, I, I think it, they're just, and it's not fair, like I said, but when you get into that that run of, like, USC quarterbacks where you had the Mark Sanchez and, the, you know, whoever else it may be kind of fall in a row. Sam Darnold. Like, 
uh, Barkley. I mean, yeah, it, it, there was just a, there's just a run where you it's like almost like these guys kind of fit in this mold and you say, well, they should be good. And, Matt Leinart doesn't always end up that way. Matt Leinart, Carson Palmer's last Palmer good USC good quarterback. quarterback. Yeah, it's not, he's the last. It's good not USC fair to do that, but I can see how you arrive at that conclusion. Yeah. But it's you just, can there's a there's a sheen to him. It's, there's a sameness. Yeah. You can do that with Lincoln Riley quarterbacks. Lincoln Riley coached quarterbacks. How are they doing in the NFL? Baker Mayfield is on his third team right now. And he had a good year, but. God, I'm so curious to see what they do. We don't situation. know what Kyler Murray is. So Jalen's been good. Well, I guess we're about to find out with Caleb Williams, too. All right, this hour brought to you by Mark Spain Real Estate. You will sell that home. Get to pack at MarkSpain.com. All right, going to come back, hand it off to the best dress guy at the uh, Raheem Morris press conference <laughs> yesterday. And he also got lightly reprimanded by Raheem Morris. But he wasn't the most intimidating. You got no. your scully on. You're really intimidating. Steakhouse coming up. We're going to toss it over to them next. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts Baseball is back and so is MLB.tv Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices anywhere, anytime, all season long Follow the action live or on demand Track four games at once with multi-view mode and catch up with in-game highlights Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.